Hi, I'm Charlotte. I'm a therapist based in little old New Zealand. Life is too short to walk around feeling crap, so come and join me as we explore how to feel better. Whether feeling better for you is about managing anxiety, improving your relationships, lifting your mood, or working out who you are in this world, this is the place where I hope you will find some strategies and insights that will help you feel better. Thanks for joining me. Well, I'm back in business. For those of you who didn't see on social media, I had a bit of a blip. Uh, Well, it wasn't really my blip. It was kind of a blip seriously caused by my children. And it took some considerable emotion regulation because I was quite cross. Yesterday, I had squirreled away some time to write some notes for this podcast episode It got to nine o'clock when I'd finally had the kids in bed and had some jobs done. And I sat down to record this. (laughs) And I have invested in a podcast mic that I got a wee while ago and couldn't plug it in. Well, it was plugging in, but what became quickly apparent was that someone had been fiddling with it and completely munted it. My cousin sent me a message having seen a post on social media about my munted microphone saying that it had been many years since she heard the word munted. So anyway, it was totally munted and I'm super grateful uh, for my tech assistant, aka my husband Jono, who is handy with these kinds of things, given some great skills by his dad in this area and anyway, he had it all pulled apart last night and has managed to um, get the soldering iron on it, get some spare parts for it today, and here we are. So this podcast is brought to you by the letter J for Jono, let's just say. Anyway, I got a question asked a little while ago, and I thought it was a really, really useful question to go into because it's got lots of application to potentially heaps of different situations that people might find them in, themselves in. So this person asked the question um, in quite a specific context about a particular difficult experience that they had, but my answer is gonna be a little bit more general. So talking about how to process a difficult experience because uh, for most of us, we can't get through life without a good handful of these difficult experiences. And sometimes we just really don't know what to do to process whatever has happened. And know that there's kind of, I don't know if you've ever had this feeling, there's stuff in the box. There's like uh, content that you know needs to be dealt with. You're sure it's there, but not entirely sure what it is, where it came from. We kind of probably often know where it came from, but don't know kind of exactly what about the difficult experience you had has generated the feelings that you've got and the sense that you've got of carrying something around from this experience. So we're going to talk about how to process a difficult experience. So this content will be particularly relevant after you have uh, experienced something difficult, Uh, It is not really designed as the crisis kind of how to recover immediately, but it is about supporting you to process the experience at a later time. It's also potentially really relevant to supporting someone else who's processing a difficult experience. Um, And particularly, sometimes we can feel really stuck when it comes to how to help 
our spouse or children or a close friend process something difficult. We really want to be there for them. We don't really know uh, necessarily what to ask beyond how are you, it can sometimes feel. And so this is really just giving you some questions and some content to think about to process something difficult that's happened. I am going to weave in along the way as I go some of the things that I ask my children when something has happened just to help kind of guide them in their processing. I really hold on to the saying that uh, children are good at remembering and poor at interpreting so we have to be really cautious about helping them to interpret the experiences they have and I'm a big believer in debriefing with our children. I am less so concerned, I don't want this to sound like I'm really nonchalant as a parent but I'm less concerned with what happens with my kids and more concerned about how I debrief those experiences with them what they learn from those experiences and uh, how they basically pull themselves together after those experiences and by pull themselves together I don't mean just like pick yourself up and keep going but what happens in the reshaping and integration of your view of yourself and the world and other people around you so here are some of the things that I like to ask. When you have been through something difficult, one of the things that people can often feel quite nervous about is whether they need to recount absolutely everything. So I have had people come to me for counselling where they have experienced significant past trauma. Even I've worked with you know people who've been in military roles and those kind of settings where there has been something very, very firmly put in the box that is a, a negative experience that they have definitely needed to move on from because it's been really big, um, really big trauma for them. And then there are people that I know have, you know, walked away from something and they felt really tired at the time or they felt really emotionally depleted or whatever it is and they haven't been able to process the experience. And there is a reluctance to talk about it. And so often I have people come to counselling who ask, like, do I really have to go through everything? Like, I want to deal with this difficult thing that's happened, but I don't want to have to tell you the whole story. And actually, sometimes it's, I, I can't be bothered reliving it. Sometimes it's, I feel really about this experience anyway, and so I don't want to be talking about it. Like, um, it is annoying me that I have to process this. I want to process it as effectively as I can without diving into all of the detail. So sometimes, just want to acknowledge that there are reasons why people leave difficult experiences wrapped up over in the corner <laughs> um, and that it can often feel like you don't want to go there. So this starting point I think is really useful because it means you don't necessarily have to go over everything and the blow-by-blow -blow account of what happened is less significant if you can ask these questions. How did this experience affect how I see myself? How did this experience affect how I see others? And how did this experience affect how I see the world around me? Because what matters more is the results of this experience and the impacts that you carry from the experience, particularly in these areas around how you see yourself, how you see others, and how you see the world around you. So it may be that you have a difficult experience and you come away feeling like a failure 
It may be you have a difficult experience and come away feeling rejected. It may be that it impacts how you see others because what you pick up, what it affects is your sense of being able to trust other people and how trustworthy they are. It might affect how you see the world around you in terms of raising a sense of hopelessness within you or making you feel like it's you against the world. When you sit down with those questions about the impacts and the effects in those three areas, how you see yourself, how you see others, how you see others, and how you see the world around you, there is often a really rich opportunity to expose what it is that is impacting you today and potentially causing pain in your life today as a result of that experience. And sometimes people ask, like, how important is it that I'm going over the experience itself? Often what we can do is find out where the pain is, like a little bit like, you know, when a doctor is um, doing an examination and trying to work out where the pain is in your body, we can work out where the pain is and how to treat it without necessarily knowing the whole history of that situation and this is a really great starting point is considering how this affected you in those three areas. So in particular another way to ask that is um, how did it affect what I believe about myself, what I believe about others and what I believe about the world around me. Now one of the reasons for me talking about beliefs is a way that we can understand how we work is that at the bottom we have our beliefs and out of our beliefs come our thoughts out of our thoughts come our feelings, and out of our feelings come our behaviours. So when there is something difficult happening in our behaviours, and our feelings, or our thoughts, it is all related to the things that we believe. And sometimes a difficult or traumatic experience can really impact the way we see ourselves, the way we see others, and the way we see the world around us. Those questions are really great um, starting point for a conversation with someone that, that you trust, or for some journaling, um, and trying to kind of sit with those questions and see what you can add. I definitely think that they are a good in, they're not the whole picture of processing a difficult experience, but it's often a good easy starting point to consider those impacts. The other question that can be really helpful is, what changed for me from this experience? So did you start to live in a different way from this experience? Did you notice a new pattern in your moods? Did you notice a new way of relating to others? Did you notice an impact on how you feel about your life or your community or how safe you are or whatever that might be? What changed from this experience? So thinking about the impacts on you today is a really great um, very important starting place. The, um, the thing that Brene Brown says that I really love in this space is she talks about meaning making. Now how I describe this is something happens to you and that thing happens except where we really need to focus our energy is around the meaning that you made from that experience. So Brene Brown talks about, you know, if someone does X to you, it comes to mean Y in your mind, because in the gap between X and Y, you do a thing called meaning making. Uh, that's where you construct a story where you determine that something that's happened equals something else. That thing that happened means definitively that, this, or it may be that somebody does something or something 
doesn't happen in how somebody responds to you and you take that to mean something. So there is this leap that happens for us in our minds that Brene Brown usefully calls the process of meaning making. So what's the meaning that you made from this experience? Where did you make those leaps? I was not treated in a fair way by that person and that means that I can't trust people in power or that I'm suspicious of people in power, or I couldn't impact the change that I wanted to um, to make in that situation, and that means I'm not good enough, or I'm a failure, or I'm not the right person to work in this space, or whatever that is. That leap, that moment where we make meaning, is a significant part of being able to understand difficult experiences that have happened for us. So. Observe your meaning making. Where did you make those jumps from X to Y? Another question that's really useful is, what are the most difficult parts of this experience for me? So sometimes when people come to me with a, a, um, a, a big story to tell about a difficult experience, and they've outlined, you know, that he said, she said, this happened, then that happened. They've kind of told the narrative of the story. A really early question that I will ask is, what are the most difficult parts of this experience for you? Kind of getting them to prioritize. Actually, often when something really hard has happened, there have been a number of things about that experience that we struggled with, or a number of things about that experience that um, that we found difficult. But something that can really help clarify and crystallize our, our thinking about how we recover from a difficult experience is understanding what was the most difficult thing or the two or three most difficult things about that. So kind of forcing ourselves to prioritize so that we can give our attention to the feelings, the thoughts, um, what we are left with as a result of that experience. What did you find most difficult about what happened? Another good question is, what do I need to do to recover well from this experience? Now, you'll notice here that I have jumped into um, recovery, moving forward, moving on. This is not to say that these simple few questions are going to be everything you need to process a difficult experience. I'm kind of hoping that that is obvious, but this is the world of podcasting, so I should probably say it. Um, when we're thinking about our recovery from a difficult experience, that is really simply a question to ask to consider what do you think the path forward looks like. Now that doesn't, that's not meaning to say that uh, you should expect yourself to be in that place really quickly or that there is a need to just hurry up and move on and put your focus on how you recover. When you are ready to, a great question to ask is what do I need to recover well from this experience? That can be a really empowering question. Actually, what would it look like to feel like my life was better off from having this experience? How do I turn this around to a point where I can say, not I'm pleased that that happened, but I've got all the goodness. I have squeezed all the good I can out of this potentially bad, difficult, tricky situation. What do you need to recover can become a question that opens up your imagination and your thinking about what it is that you need to move forward. 
Another question that you can ask is, what am I feeling as a result of this experience? And what would I like to feel more of? Or what emotional state do I want to move myself more towards? Now, if you haven't listened to it already, this is where I would recommend the episode that I recorded recently on emotion regulation. But essentially, one of the things that I think happens uh, far too frequently for all of us, (laughs) I'm placing myself in this, is that we can get really stuck in our feelings. We can think, um, oh, well, this is how I am feeling. These are the feelings that have come up for me. And so, you know, I just need to feel this until it goes away. Now, you know, sometimes that is true, but, you know, you're also allowed to bring some consideration to, okay, this is how I'm feeling and what would I like to feel more of? So how do I gently move myself towards that other feeling state? that other way of being that I'm wanting. So if you're feeling really depleted from the experience and you want to feel rested, how are you going to get to that state? It's not until we define how we're feeling, what we want to feel more of, that we can actually make the leap or the tacks, like boats do that thing where they're getting in a particular direction, but they need to do that zigzag tack and Mm, is it called tack and jibe? Maybe somebody can tell me that because I actually use that analogy all the time in my counselling room. Um, but we make tacks to get in that direction. So they do that zigzag thing. So what are the things that you need to do to help yourself to feel more rested? Maybe you're wanting to feel more joyful or more supported. Well, how are you going to get there from where you are? Please go back if you haven't already and listen to the emotion regulation episode. I think it is a really good one. Um, But when we've had a difficult experience, thinking about what am I feeling as a result of this and what would I like to feel instead can be really empowering. Another question that can be really helpful to us is to consider what commitments we need to make to ourselves in light of the experience that we have had. Now, my reason for carefully framing that question, and I come from a therapy background that is quite focused on a style of therapy called narrative therapy. It's all about the stories that we tell um, ourselves through our lives, the importance of our language. Um, So it's a carefully crafted question instead of what do I want to do differently, what commitment do I need to make to myself in light of this experience? Or what what invitation do I have here to myself as a result of this difficult experience? So part of why I'm asking it in that way is because, uh, I don't know if you've heard this saying, but I love it, don't shoot on yourself. Um, So the idea of not going, well, I should have done this and I should have done that and I really should have done it this way and I really should have thought of this or I really should have been aware of this or I really should have asked for this. Like, I hear the shoulds a lot uh, when people are talking about something difficult that happened and they're uh, very quick to internalize that sense of blame. So I say, no shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Should have done this and could have done this and would have done that. And the shoulda, coulda, wouldas can stay in the corner, but the opportunities that come from this and the commitments that you can make to yourself are important to consider. So instead of, I should have quit that job earlier, for example, you might have an opportunity and a commitment that sounds something like this. I can commit to making space regularly to check in about how I'm feeling about my work so that I can make sure that I'm really in it. So perhaps if you uh, find yourself reflecting back and thinking, yeah, I should have uh, 
I should have quit that job earlier. I stayed in that too long. I was not satisfied or that wasn't a good fit for my values or I was working too hard or whatever that is. Instead of shitting on yourself about I should have done this, you need to look at what is it that you could actually put in place to make sure that you're staying connected with how you feel about your job. So thinking about the opportunities and the commitments that you can make. One of the things that helps to put difficult experiences behind us um, and to stop our brains from replaying those difficult experiences is doing the work to learn from them. So we don't need our brains to continue to remind us of the difficult experience if we have learned from it. And if you're finding yourself rehashing something difficult, if you can be certain that you have thoroughly reflected on it, learnt what you need to learn and made some new fresh commitments to yourself to avoid those kind of situations recurring, then you are able to when sometimes you're replaying that situation, you are able to say, actually, do you know what brain, I don't need you to do this to me right now. I'm really certain I've got what I need to out of this. You don't need to remind me. Because sometimes brains get stuck in those little loops. I don't know if yours does. Mine certainly does. And sometimes I need to be gentle about saying, actually, you know, I've done this. I've done the work on this. I know what I need to do going forward. And I don't need you to keep replaying this for me to be safe here. So think about what it is that you're learning from the experience. Another example might be, I shouldn't trust men. Uh, You know, a way that you could reframe that is, I have the opportunity from this experience to find support that helps me learn more about evaluating people and the process of giving over my trust. Another example might be, I shouldn't have worked that hard. Um, perhaps the way of reframing that is I can see from this experience that it's time for me to have some new controls and systems to monitor how hard I work and to draw me back to the other things in life that I find exciting. So how do you turn this around to make some commitments to yourself, to put in place some new supports or new ways of being or new ways of reflecting to avoid a replay of the situation that has come about. Sometimes as well, um, people come out with these really sort of general things like, you know, from this experience, I, I just shouldn't try with friends. Might be that you say, you know, this experience has given me an opportunity to think about who I want to try and make an effort with before I pour myself into a friendship. So that's a whole lot of content Um, and probably enough for today. I'm really keen whenever I put an episode out there, if you've got questions, if there are things that come up for you as a result of these these little episodes that I'm putting out there and you think, I really want to ask that little follow-on question from that episode, I'm uh, keen to record some little bonus episodes, so we snippets that come after I have published an episode, if people have got a follow-up question from that episode, so it might be the bonus episode that comes after the recording, if that makes sense. Um, So if you find yourself listening to this and having questions, please feel free um, to send them through over social media and um, I'm really happy to answer those. Or my email address, hello at charlottecummings.nz. 
So just to recap some of the basics that we've talked about today, certainly encourage you if you have had a difficult experience to ask yourself some key questions to dive into reflecting on that experience. I get it that not everyone can afford to go and have 12 sessions with a counsellor to talk about a difficult experience, but also I just want to make the note that if you find yourself um, from these questions thinking, actually, you know, I really need to go um, and properly thoroughly debrief this with someone there are always options and in most places um, around New Zealand there are places where you can access low cost or free counselling if that is a barrier for you so please go and get the support you need if you find um, yourself kind of scratching the surface on a wound that you're realising is actually needing some attention. So consider how this affected you, how it affects how you see yourself, how you see others and how you see the world around you. What changed from this experience? What's the meaning you made from this experience? What's the most difficult part of this experience for you? What do you need to do to recover well from this experience? And what are you feeling as a result of this experience? that you would like to move on from and what's the state you want to move towards. And lastly, what commitment do I need to make to myself in light of this experience? And remember to avoid those shoulda, coulda, wouldas. They are probably not so likely to serve you. I hope that these questions have helped if you're someone who's sitting with something difficult um, in your past somewhere that you're wanting to process. I hope these questions have helped you consider how you might begin the journey of unpacking uh, that difficult experience and please don't be afraid to reach out over messenger um, if that is something that you'd like to talk about more. Hope you found some of this content helpful. All the best. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love to connect, so feel free to find me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe so you can see when the next podcast episode is out. See you next time.